0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. We're going to talk T.O.P.S. Project 2020 with John Newman, uh, popular host of Hobby Hotline, co-host of that, uh, Sports Card Nation, which is a long-form show, which I'll subscribe and enjoy, and Hobby Quick Hits, which is uh, actually similar to the format that I enjoy so much. But John uh, does it when he feels like it and does interesting topics. And, and I, like I said, I listen with interest. And uh, he's been tackling some of the artists Involved with the Tops Project Twenty Twenty, and they have interesting stories in their own right. But the big news in the hobby, John, and I'm sure you would agree, is this: the explosion of prices on some of the early Project Twenty Twenty cards, uh, almost regardless of artist. Can
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, you've been in the hobby a long time. Uh, I'm, I'm on, you know, almost four years. I got to be honest with you. I've never. I've seen a lot of things. This one sort of takes the cake right now. As to where it's went, I was kind of reserving judgment on it. You know, I like art; I'm not opposed to art, and and but I was curious to see how receptive the hobby uh, would be. Both, you know, and then you got the art world merged into it, and this has went places. Honestly, I did not; I couldn't have predicted. If I, I'd be lying if I said I saw this coming, because quite frankly, well, ho- I didn't. The hobby. If we listen only to people in the hobby, their consternation, their concern.
0: Was about the price point that these are going to be twenty dollars yeah. cards and they're fresh and they're unlimited print to demand. But that twenty dollars price is exactly what interested people not in the hobby. The higher price point was actually an attraction because I think the artists thought, well, that's cool. They're going to be a little bit. They're more of a premium product. And and there's some you know some some people coming back to the industry that are that are looking for quality stuff and a higher price suggests, hey, this is this is going to be a high quality item and it and they delivered.
1: They did the one thing, you know. Full disclosure: the one thing I was a little leery about the twenty dollars price point didn't so much scare me, but when I heard they were going to be doing two cards at that price point, not every week, but literally every day, Monday through Friday, so you're looking at ten cards on a, on a business week at that twenty dollars price point. That's two hundred dollars uh, a week, and for someone that wants to to put the whole set together. That's a that's a good chunk of change. It's a twenty four a forty eight hour window, uh, so you don't really you can't really wait. You can and then take your chances on the secondary market if you miss that window. And we have both seen what that secondary market's bringing now. And if you you know I'm a Jackie Robinson guy, I got a few of them. I don't have all of them. I kind of missed the early ones. And for what those are bringing now, I don't know it's going to be very difficult to, to backtrack. And so it's it's went to levels. I, I honestly didn't uh for C and and that was my trepidation was you know forty dollars a day Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I just didn't know how receptive the the hobbyists uh were going to be to that.
0: Well the hobbyists weren't but there were a bunch of other people who maybe don't consider <laughs> themselves hobbyists who jumped in. But it you know the old adage that it takes money to make money, you know, yeah. when you're looking at this thing on the front end, you're thinking, have I got to spare eight thousand dollars laying around <laughs> to buy four hundred cards. That are fantasy cards at, at, that are brand new and printed to demand. Am I going to set up? You have to have eight thousand dollars. Now we didn't know that that eight thousand dollars could be paid back by the first, you know, few cards. You know, yeah. the 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 first wave, not more than two, obviously. But those early cards with the low print uh, print runs, you know, you, you you'd be able to pay for the whole set. But the secondary market, you've got to have people that are saying, "Hey, I want to pay those greatly inflated prices." And if they were to serially number the cards, not just publish the print run, yeah, now there's not a whole lot of uh, interest in Mike Trout cards numbered to thirty thousand.
1: Yeah, well okay. now there is.
0: <laughs> well now there is, but I'm just saying, not having the certain yeah. number, uh, yeah, it, but but it's the numbers are known, and so yeah. again, the lower numbers I think are are going to be solid. But you know, even uh, of course, are there thirty four thousand collectors that would that 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 think Mike Trout is is amazing. Yeah. There's more than that. Yeah. But, you know, so we'll see what happens with the, with the secondary market Uh, of the artists that you talked to, how many of them were really clued in about the hobby and really understood what they were getting in for
1: all of them or most of them? I'd say 80% Dr. Jim were former collectors as, as kids, you know, I'd say about 40 to 50% of them, maybe not collecting so much anymore, but still, sort of have an idea about the hobby and, and a little bit how it works. I, I you know, there's, there's one that I, I interviewed that collected cards as a kid, but really since then, you know, didn't know a lot. And matter of fact, when I interviewed him and, and that's Andrew Theo, who's a great guy, even with the whole process with tops, he said, he's still kind of learning what they want to do. And he has to sign some proof. He says he's kind of learning on the fly. So some of them are, are very uh, intuitive. And then others are just kind of, Flying by the seat of their pants, they're all obviously uh, talented artists. So they 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 encompass all sorts of of levels. So everyone that I've spoke to so far has said they they did collect cards at some point as a youth. I, I know Blake Jameson has really gotten heavy even more so back into it. He does a live feed on YouTube every night, and he's actually gotten into cards where he's he's buying cards and acquiring cards. And a lot of these guys are are are, are know each other even before this commission launched. And so they're, they're, there's some friendly banter and they'll go uh, on each other's social medias and, you know, praise each other, man, that, that card's great. Or, you know, put fire emojis and, and, and talking to some of them too, Dr. Jim, they, they're, you know, they're, they're pretty competitive in, in a friendly sort of way. They, you know, they, you know, like most of them tell me, they want each new release to be better than the prior one or hit a higher number uh, of, of sales than the prior one. Do you know what their deal was with Tops? Because I, I can
0: speculate but did they get uh, a certain number of their own cards, or all the cards?
1: I believe, and again, don't quote me, but I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident, and just from my conversations and, and piecing stuff together, even from other sources, I believe they can buy some of their own cards at a discounted rate, somewhere in the six to eight dollar range, where we're paying, you know, uh, seventeen to twenty, depending on on how much we buy. I think they can buy their own uh, cards at at that six to eight. Dollar level I, they, I I think they were paid, and again uh, this is kind of informative speculation if that's a term I, I think they they were you know commissioned and paid a, a, a an agreed amount uh, that amount I don't know, and then I believe they do make more based on the sale. so in other words, if their card sells thirty thousand copies, they're going to do better than if their card sells for ten thousand copies. How much better? I don't know. Uh, that's for them to know, I guess, and us to speculate or guess if, if we so choose. But they, yeah, they have a—I believe they have a skin in the game, as the saying goes. To the better, you know, the, the sales are the better uh, they do, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think you, you you should be rewarded, you know, for for your work if that's the case.
0: Well, that Blake guy—he's he's trying to collect every—he's trying to get a set,
1: isn't he? Yeah, he's he's, he's buying. Collecting. Yeah, he's he's—I think he's collecting every set. I know he he told me that. Uh, a card store that he was very fond of growing up is actually still in business, which is is something to be said about that alone, but he's giving that card store owner that he knows every one of his renditions when it's all said and done. So that the store owner left an impression on Blake who knew then, right. That uh, he's going to be in possession of 20 Blake Jamerson, you know, tops 2020 project cards, but who knows what secondary market value.
0: That that kind of affirms my, my theory. You know, I had a, I had a, the deal with tops back when they did a fan favorite car to me yeah so i had to sign a contract and i signed some cards and i got some cards and so if it's like what i had the, the it's like back in the day with uh, cyberger they they, they tops didn't pay a lot of cash up front but they promise you these other goodies and so for me they paid me a little bit of money it wasn't very much but still i was happy to be part of it yeah and then i got a number of cards that i got for free I suppose I could have bought more if I needed more, but at a at a at a favorable rate. But I didn't. Um, and then you know, on the autograph versions, I got uh, a few of them. I mean, most of them went into the packs, obviously. Yeah. So they were. Uh, so so my guess is that I would think the artist would at least get some free copies of their own, and then. Uh, but maybe they get a complete set of everything, because tops. You know that in lieu of writing a huge check, and if they do get a royalty for his, you know, what sells more and more. You know, that's fine, too. Uh, Either way, it's it looks like this has been an amazing home run for tops. And (laughs) even though I don't know, I mean, these these artists are already successful in their own right. I hope they do well on this, but it's it's broadening their their reach. So I hope it's win, win, win. And I, I think it probably is. And they're having fun
1: doing it. Yeah, in my in my discussions with him, Doctor Jim, I haven't I haven't he- heard any any disgruntled artists. Let's just uh, put it that way. I do know uh, Tops has has given each artist sort of a kind of a prize pack, like they they'll get a a shipment from Tops of some of the products, like Tops Heritage Twenty Twenty Baseball Flagship uh, to open or do what they want with. I know Blake uh, opens them on his live stream and then winds up. Uh, giving some away he he'll even you know hold the cards up and ask those that are watching in the and in the chat room, hey tell me if you see anything good, a short print a variation. I'm not real you know keen on or up to speed on everything and so he he kind of re- relies on some of the hobbyists out there, hey, help me out if you see me hit something. I'm probably gonna give this all away, but let me know what I got here so I can give it away and it's kind of it's kind of neat to see you know the artists embrace. Uh, the hobby, not just kind of, and I didn't foresee they would, but not just kind of look at it as a paycheck. And when it's over, it's over. I think I think there's going to be some long-term relationships with the artists and the hobby world now, even if it's not even with tops. But I think they're going to be involved in some form or fashion in, in the sports card hobby. And that, you know, to me, I, I like that. I don't know, you know, maybe some wouldn't. That's everyone is entitled to their opinion, but I'm enjoying it more more than I anticipated. You know, and it'd be interesting with some of the recent sales numbers. You know, these artists aren't foolish either; they know what the cards go for to the general public. And if this is something Tops is going to do, I hope not. But if this is something they're going to do on a yearly basis, I got a feeling if they either the same group of 20 artists or they bring in a new group of 20 artists i think that those contracts might be a little more expensive on the 2021 uh project well i just got off the
0: phone with uh, tim shepler yeah and he he had not listened to uh to uh, drew's let me get that autograph episode where you were on there was the panel talking about the different grading companies yeah you were discussing why the grading companies couldn't work together more yeah uh, and why the card companies can't work together more which is which is as being a former business owner, it's kind of obvious. It's, it's really tricky for competitors yeah, yeah. to work together. But my idea that I floated with, with Tim was just the idea that, you know, upper deck could do a project 2020. They could take 20 iconic hockey cards in their 30 yeah. year history. It'd be nice if they go back farther and maybe there'd be some Parkhurst kind of things that they could, they could, uh, that they could get maybe, So they could execute it because they have a hockey license, but football and basketball being owned by Panini, they would need permission from tops. And I, I think it'd be cool if they could get if they could say, "Hey, Tops, we want to license your some of these iconic rookie cards from Tops, from the whatever the the fifties, the sixties, the seventies in basketball. You know, the Bill Russell rookie or Kuzey or you know Kareem. You know, they're they're all Tops cards, and Panini would pay pay a, a fair royalty to use those, and then let these amazing artists do them. I, I think it's not going to happen, but you could just start salivating thinking of 20, iconic basketball players and 20 iconic football players. That would just be, it'd be huge.
1: Yeah. i be a I, way I to agree.
0: make it happen with the revenue share.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I also agree. Like you said, I don't know if cops is going to uh, allow that, but then it makes you want to piggyback off what you said, Dr. Jim does then Panini or upper deck, you know, just do some sort of art project uh, yeah. without it being on a rookie card, so to speak. Well, in no, other I, words, a LeBron James art piece. I know Panini just did a Zion art piece. I, I don't know all the specs about it, but I know they did a giveaway uh, pertaining to it. So I, I I expect, I'd be shocked, let me put it this way, I'd be shocked if Panini, especially Panini, doesn't do something of of the ilk, and if it's without tops's permission, then it's just going to be not on, not in card, it'll be a card, but not on an actual card that was issued, so to speak, like what Topps, you know, Project 2020 is. They might just do you know, a, a canvas piece. Hey, there's a, a beautiful rendition of LeBron James playing by artist so-and-so. And well, so I'd, I'd be very surprised if we don't see something uh, of that elk uh, very soon.
0: Well, I, I've got a lot of friends at Panini, but they are in court right now because they, <laughs> they, they, they have a squabble with upper deck about showing yeah. Michael Jordan in the background. And LeBron is one of upper decks guys. So again, I'd love it if there was a level of cooperation that, uh, Collectors could have access to these really cool ideas. So we're out of time. Uh, John, engaging guest as always. Enjoy spending the time with you. And again, I encourage listeners to uh, not just listen to John's uh, Sports Card Nation do that, but especially he's got some episodes in the can and coming up that uh, have these Project uh, 2020 uh, artists. Who are, each one has an interesting story. So hats off to you, John, for doing that. Listen to that. And if you want to listen to me, I'll be back again tomorrow.